with Curb and Justin. Curb, how are you? Doing well, Justin. How about yourself? Curb, you know uh, you know what people who are always late, do you know what that's telling people when you're always late? That I have no respect for their time. That's That your time is more important than theirs. This is true. <clears throat> so I uh, just want to point that out to you as we hear 22 minutes after our uh, 25 minutes after our sorted start date or start time. Oh, I, I did request a delay. And you're still 10 minutes late, which makes it even more insulting. Uh, that was a technical snafu. Curb, let's uh, let's 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 move on to happier topics, <laughs> IndyCar wise and others. Uh, first of all, shout out to sponsors: South Street Diner, Boston, Massachusetts, Neologic Beer. Can't get more environmental than Neologic. Selling so well, they're out of it at the moment. Good to hear. Yes. Or that could speak to production problems. Take your choice. <laughs> Publicly, let's say it's flying off the shelves. Curb, um, dead zone, dead zone season. You know, uh, we're going to be scratching here now until what? Hopefully, what, March? Early March, yeah. Early March, uh, if uh, if all things go well, COVID, um, maybe uh, maybe we'll have a race in March. Um, that's still up for debate. I would say, wouldn't you, at this point? Uh, I'm fairly optimistic. They got uh, they got their COVID plans in order these days. So I think they'll be more prepared. I agree, but uh, whether or not they'll still be able to pull it off. Uh, Florida seems to be maybe one of the generous uh, in terms of their COVID policies, so uh, they're starting the right place anyways. Uh, and the vaccine, the vaccine, the vaccine. I, I'm going to start here. Uh, a little quiz for you, Curb. Kyle Larson, uh, as you know, has been reinstated in the NASCAR. Don't you love how I start out with the IndyCar topic and start talking <laughs> about NASCAR guy? Um, Not only is he reinstated, he's got like the top ride. How long ago would you say it was when he lost? And I don't want you to think about it too long. Just off the cuff, how long ago was it when he lost his ride? Wasn't it February or March? It was actually April. And you and I were talking about it in episode six. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I just had a chance to listen to that the other day. And I think both you and I were convinced at that time, that would be a very long time before Kyle found himself back in a ride. No, but I'm, I'm sure he suffered horribly during that short time he was away. Well, according to Robin Miller, he was uh, became the greatest of all time. <laughs> That's true. If you read that article. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, better, I better invite him on the show before we you post this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he has any guts, he'll show up. <laughs> yeah, look, uh, so I think we can say safely that if you have an unfortunate use of the N-word, but you're very, very skilled driver, your penalty box period is about six months. Does it say that or does it say that um, the rest of the country, the rest of the Twitterati 
scolds out there uh, just don't pay enough attention to auto racing to uh, enforce any longer of a ban. Well, we could we could ponder that. You could say, or is their attention span just very very brief? Which, if you think about Twitter and how, kind of how it works, you would expect it to kind of have the attention span of a of a gnat. Uh, that could be. Uh, good luck to him in his new uh, career, his newborn career. And um, I was just I was just my marveling at the, how short that period actually turned out to be. Well, and and you know just. I won't say it. <laughs> I I think your comment was he was going to be in the woods for quite a while, <laughs> and, uh, and no, just, I just I can't help thinking about the headline that I've seen repeatedly of uh, homework and soul searching Rick Hendrick had to do before he offered Kyle Larson the ride. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. I'm sure it was uh, a deep and thorough soul search. Right. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, curb. Uh, actually, I got a couple of uh, of these uh, kind of like uh, what the hell are they up to uh, questions. Uh, Ganassi, Team Ganassi, is becoming such a hodgepodge of drivers. It's hard to put it all together. So you know, recent the most recent news being that uh, Mr. Magnuson is going to rate, uh, drive for them in IMSA. Right. You've got Jimmy Johnson, 45-year-old rookie with no experience. you got uh, Mr. Palau, uh, second-year, uh, strange hire out of nowhere. And I think I've maybe got a little beat on that in the last couple of weeks, why they hired him. Does the reason rhyme with honey? I think there's some of the reason rhyme with honey, but I don't think it was exclusively that. I think the other thing was, uh, if you recall, he um, he was the top. I shouldn't say he was the top, but he qualified extremely well at Indy. Yeah, the fastest single lap in qualifying. Yeah, and I think that blew Mister uh, Ganassi's doors off. And I think Chip is. Desperately hungry for an Indy 500 win, I think is what maybe he and I also think that was part of Rosenquist's demise, right? Not performing too well there and not too well on the ovals. The, you know, you kind of add it all up, put all the pieces together, and then you add the cannot hiring of Kanan in, and all that says to me is that Chip's uh, desperate to win a 500. I think Nancy's last win at Indy was 2012. And you think of the teams that have won since then, which would include uh, um, Brian Herta and whatever you call his team with uh, Andretti there winning in 16. You've had Ray Hall Letterman win here this year. Um, so everybody's winning the 500 except for Chip Ganassi Racing, which typically considered the second best team in the sport. So uh, you're right. He may be getting desperate to but is this the right approach? They're in this extreme E as well. You know, they've got Palau coming on, who, who definitely needs some more seasoning. Kanan's uh, questionable whether you know he's going to be able to jump in a car and be fast even on oval straight away. You've got the whole Jimmy Johnson distraction, and you got uh, Kevin Magnuson coming to IMSA and a new program there. Is spreading yourself incredibly thin the way to focus and win a 500? Well, if your premise is correct that uh, 
the 500 is what it's all about, then the answer is probably no. The theory was that uh, they added Ericsson last year because they had crew members from IMSA that they wanted to hang on to for when they went back sports car racing in the future. Uh, they're going back sports car racing this year, but they didn't take Ericsson's crew back to the sports car squad. And as a matter of fact, they added another IndyCar squad. <laughs> so you got to add an IMSA team. You got to add a Extreme E team. Uh, you've already got a, a NASCAR team, right? So Yeah. All right. So it's back strange, to original... Strange way to focus on the 500 or to renew your focus on the 500 to uh, venture out in all these other areas, including the 45-year-old rookie, as you say. Canon's surely better on ovals than he is on road courses these days, but the last memory I have of Canon racing for Ganassi is uh, Ganassi telling him to bring the car in uh, before the race is over. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. I believe that was yeah. uh, St. Louis. Yeah, I mean, we didn't even get into that. I mean, just the whole bizarreness of like that relationship did not end well with uh, with Chip and Canon, uh, and somehow they're back together. And that's what I'm just saying. I mean, the whole thing's like a what the hell. There's there there seems to be no at least from the outside a visible plan, and you could ask my call a direct question, and I'm sure you would get no answer that would give you any satisfaction. Uh, I'm sticking to my premise. Your premise is focus on the 500. My premise is make money, and um, and I'm sticking to my premise. And I'm assuming that there's a way to make money in Extreme E, or he wouldn't be doing it. Um, I'm assuming that he can make money running a Cadillac program in IMSA. And I'm assuming he thinks he can make money off of Jimmy Johnson and uh, Tony Kanon running that car. If they happen to win a race in addition to that, great. All right, Kirby, even though you're late, uh, I will say that your yours logic is the superior. <laughs> For once. You are the uh, Spock to my uh, Captain yeah. Kirk. Rosenquist was one spot ahead of Erickson, and uh, mm. but you know he had he had to pay Rosenquist for the pleasure of finishing one spot ahead of Erickson, who was paying Chip, I think, for the pleasure of. Uh, let's just end it there. You're right. I'm wrong. <laughs> Moving on. Let's talk about the other. What the hell are they up to? Thing, and that is Dale Coin Racing. I don't have a, a certain opinion on that one because I don't think anybody knows. But um, first of all, they haven't signed Ferrucci up yet. Everybody says it's going to happen, and you assume it's going to happen. But and Ferrucci's in the papers uh, yesterday or the day before talking about NASCAR. So yeah, talking about NASCAR, right? Which is a little strange, right? Yep. Usually that's that's uh, word speak for, uh, hey Dale, what you up to? I'm making other calls. Do you think that with so few seats left, even if some teams expanded, blah blah blah, blah there's only going to be so many engines available? between what Honda and Chevy are willing to support. Okay. So there's absolutely a finite number of seats. So there's a finite number of seats left. And do you think Dale's just like a high spitter gets, uh, gets the seat? Do you think uh, this has been a coin reversion to that? On some levels I do. It's always a significant consideration for coin for better, for worse. He's never had the big sponsor to uh, allow him the freedom to, pick and choose who he wants to drive his cars. At least one of those cars needs to bring significant money, I'm sure, if not both of them. The longer this goes on, the less likely I feel like it is that Ferrucci's back there. I agree. But the question is, who's who's who are the two people ready to pony up the dough for the seats? Look at the list I made you know, a month ago of available drivers, and I think you're running out of drivers faster than you're driving out, running out of seats. Uh-huh. At, least drivers, at least drivers that can bring the budget. 
those are always in tight supply, I think, in any year. After today's uh, horrific accident in the Formula One race. By Mr., uh, uh, as you pronounce him, Gross Gene. I have newfound respect for Mr. Grosjean. And, um, <laughs> Grosjean. Isn't that how you say it? Grosjean. That's what I said, isn't it? Uh, Dijon, Grosjean. So, yeah, you're kind of... Um, it's closer. Okay, but, you're getting better. It's better in gross jeans. But I, yes, exactly. Does a, a, an incident like that make you say, well, if I can have that kind of accident here in Formula One, then, you know, why why worry about danger, safety in, in IndyCar? Okay. Now, this is and very I want to say one thing now real quick. Yeah. We've had some fun on this show this year with people that... We have. ...claim that, <laughs> claim that the... Uh, the aero screen saved, you know, 10 or 20 lives in IndyCar this year. Uh, but I think it's fair to say that that Halo saved his life today. Uh, <clears throat> okay. So I was going to ask the same question, Curb, although my uh, angle is a little different. Since you've asked it, I get to answer my own question. So that's yeah. actually in some ways more fun for me because <laughs> we have so much fun on this podcast. 22 minutes late. Agreed 100%. Uh, that uh, Halo device absolutely saved his life. I mean, uh, he's easily decapitated from that accident, right? At, um, at least he's knocked unconscious and can't get himself out of the car. Uh, I'm, I'm saying decapitate. That car went right through that barrier. It did. I just they sit so low in the car. I don't know, but uh, but he, he's he would have he would have had a trauma for sure. Uh, he's dead. I, I don't. I'm not going to mince words here. He's dead. Right. Okay. I agree. Um, I agree. Even with that, though, let's uh, you know, even though that whole thing saved his, you know, the the halo actually saved his life in a way that I don't think anybody would have forecasted. I mean, for those who haven't seen it, go watch it. Um, it's the, at the beginning, right at the beginning of the Bahrain Grand Prix. But I mean, he basically goes right through a slatted steel barrier uh, with the, the the car literally goes through it. Yeah, Almost yeah. looks like the one of the old Armco barriers, whatever they call it. But yeah, I mean it's a similar type of thing. And and that I think that's exactly, front, think that's exactly what it was an Armco barrier. The front of the car, uh, uh, the car breaks in two, it explodes in a ball of flame, and the front bit goes really literally right through the slats in that barrier. And I was like, and he, uh, what I haven't been able to see is like how he managed to get out of the car. And free, I mean, because the whole thing was engulfed in flame. I mean, big flame. He so he somehow, got, he somehow unbuckled himself and climbed out of the car. Okay, yeah, that so that's a that's a miracle that he was right. in that short of time he was able to unbuckle himself. Which I mean, look at that point, you just got to be panicked. And the fact that he was able to, and those five point you know harnesses and stuff, those aren't. I, I realize they get in and out of the car all the time, but they are not second nature to get out of. Right. I mean, I watched it. I'm watching that replay and I'm thinking if he was able to do that under that kind of stress and that situation, then that's something they've practiced. And if they haven't practiced it, they should start practicing it. Yeah, <laughs> there is like a, you know, I, I know they have to demonstrate that they can get out of the car in a certain amount of time. That's just part of the rules that they have to do. But still, some of it is second nature, but still. Well, I mean, you know, I think those guys have more than a harness, though, right? I mean, they got a, a, a hands, Hanford hands device. Yeah, they there's a, all that stuff. Yeah, the, I know. Uh, the, t- the yeah. different tubes for communication and drink and all the other stuff that yeah. they got going. No, on. I look. I, I don't want to. I don't want to downplay it. Uh, it was amazing uh, yeah. that he was able to get out of there. Where you and I probably come at this from a slightly different angle is that 
I'm thinking that accident could actually say say to him, you know what, I, I don't really need to go over to, <laughs> you know, those tracks over there, which are far more dangerous than the tracks I race here, you know, for no money. Nah, I really don't need to do that. Or at least I don't have to be in a hurry to do it, right? I mean, take a year off. And... Yeah, I mean, I, I think it could, if anything, you know, dissuade him from coming over to uh, to IndyCar is like, because the tracks aren't nearly up to, uh, you know, F1, FIA standards, you know, other than Coda, which we don't go to anymore. Right. Um, I don't think any of the other tracks other than the IndyCar uh, road course would meet uh, current FIA standards. You add that to the fact that he might have to get on an oval, and I could just see him saying, you know what? Eh, nah. I don't, you know, my ego is telling me I, I still needed to race and drive fast cars. Uh, maybe I just take a year off. I joined the Peugeot program, the hypercar program, and, uh, you know, next year and uh, and go go at it that way. Well, I can see that, too. It was uh, I'm, I'm shocked, Curb, in, in a sense that you actually saw the wreck. I mean, I I was fully expecting you to say, uh, what I don't know. Is this another comment about Daniel Ricardo? Well, and, don't don't get me short on him because he's he he disappointed me again. But um, you know, strangely enough, for somebody who you're throwing so much shade at this evening for lack of uh, timeliness, I was doing show research this morning, show prep this morning, and doing a Google search for the Haas drivers and. There was, you know, all these high headlines about this massive crash. So, all right, well, don't tell me who won because I haven't seen the race yet. I only watched like the oh, first. Oh, I, I, you know, I, I wouldn't want to spoil the the winner <laughs> of a Formula One race for you. I know, I know. I'm, I, I look in, in all, I did in all fairness, I do fast forward through almost the entire thing. I did jump on to ESPN to see what happened and, and yeah. somehow somehow ended up engrossed in it and watched the whole race for oh, first time in did? years. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I, I, I've taped it. I haven't watched it. I watched the beginning and then it got to that. And then, you know, I just kind of became engrossed in that. And then I ran out of time as I was hurriedly running to the microphone to start our podcast on time. Right. <clears throat> Which I suppose I could watch another 15 minutes of it, 20 minutes of it, actually. And I uh, could have watched the whole thing because I watched it on Fast Forward. It's probably true. Probably true. Kerba, anything uh, – I think we can – you know, it's dead season. We're not interviewing anybody this this week, but uh, stay tuned, uh, listeners. we got more things we're working on there. You know, we kind of went from coin off on this odyssey with uh, uh, Grosjean. And what do you think about the last remaining Andretti seat that uh, is supposedly preordained for Hinchcliffe? But the longer that takes, do you think that grows in doubt? So I think every, you know, every sponsorship, I'm hoping this answers your question, Curb. Um, I am too. Uh, <laughs> I think every sponsorship deal is very, very, you know, uh, specific to that company and how it's doing. So if, um, uh, Hinchcliffe's sponsor is in for, you know, three quarters or half, um, you know, they probably still have to find that other quarter or half before they announce it. I'm guessing that's what's going on. And I, uh, you know, maybe, maybe finding that other quarter or half to go with, it's not there yet. Which would mean that Andretti's listening to other 
opportunities, right? Well, they've announced the Ryan Hunter-Ray DHL deal. Um, so it is curious that uh, Hinch deal has not been announced yet. Um, but I wouldn't read too much into it at these early days. And I don't know if, how many you know announcements you really want to put out there between Thanksgiving and Christmas. No, but I think a couple of things. I think one, Ferrucci's sitting out there. Ferrucci does have backers, right? I mean, he's got some people that have backed him and brought budget with him before. And he does well at, at, at Indy on the Oval. So that's always appealing to Andretti. And secondly, if before today, again, if you were a Grosjean or a Magnuson or a Sergio Perez or one of those types, you'd, I would think, much rather be with Andretti than, you know, Penske can ask Andretti, right? That's where you'd want to be. There's one spot left on one of those teams. Yeah, still sitting there wide open. So it just makes me wonder if uh, Andretti's got a few other irons in the fire while he waits for Hinchcliffe to come up with the money. I think there's one surprise left in the IndyCar silly season. Well, if you're one of those guys, would you want to go to the open seat at Foyt? <laughs> I was just thinking as you were, you know, going on there, uh, I was like, what if Ferrucci is angling for that seat? I would think Bourdais would be going <laughs> crazy because that was, <laughs> I think mean, he would be so upset with that. Well, I mean, um, yeah. I mean, not. I, I think him and Ferrucci got along okay. The problem is that there's nothing similar in their driving styles. So Ferrucci would be of zero help to Bordet. Zero. Right. Right. And uh, in fact, the opposite. I think it would almost be the opposite. Like it'd be, you know, uh, actually a hindrance. It's interesting. I, I would have said at this point that the most likely uh, people to land in the Foyt seat is going to be like a Dalton Kellett Grosjean combo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but given today's wreck, I'm not so sure I, uh, I'm buying into that anymore. You still got Daly out there. Uh, I mean, people that have had some budget in the past, Daly, Hinch, Kellett, Kimball, maybe. Supposedly, Perez should be able to bring some money from Mexico if he wanted to do it. Well, um, I, 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 I'm going to uh, okay, here we go. Timestamp yeah. this curb. All right. Perez is going to Red Bull. Think so? Yeah. I can't, I mean, you know, I think uh, they're saying all the right things for Alborn and, and all that, you know, but the reality is um, Perez has performed this year. I can't imagine Dr. Helmut Marco saying, eh, you know, we'll continue with our boy Alborn uh, when Perez is just sitting there out there. It's, it's, it's Red Bull or nothing. And I think Perez has already said he's not going to do anything other than F1, but he, I think Red Bull would be crazy to let him let him go by. Um, actually, Perez has really come up a lot in my estimation as a driver um, this year, in particular. So, well, you would uh, know better. You would know better than I. I, I heard, did hear him say that. Quote Horner, Chris Horner, is saying that they would really like to keep Albon. <laughs> so maybe that's well, a kiss. Maybe that's a kiss of death. But maybe uh, that's a kiss of death. I, I think you know. Uh, even uh, looking at today's race, he was six six tenths behind. Uh, Verstappen on qualifying. That's closer than a second, which it you know has been, but it's still six tenths. I think uh, they want somebody within a tenth or two of Verstappen, and uh, I think Verstappen wants somebody within a tenth or two of Verstappen too. I think he's that kind of racer. But you have said you think Verstappen is the best racer in F1. That is my opinion. So that'd be pretty hard to do then, wouldn't it? Yeah, no, I think it's challenging. Yeah, I mean, I think 
it would be Daniel really Ricardo could do it. Oh, no, uh, well, yes. Look, it would be really interesting in in a just world. Uh, Verstappen and uh, uh, Hamilton would be teammates, right. and I think that would be. I don't even care what car, you know, what if Mercedes, Red Bull. I mean, even put them in some of the crappier cars. It doesn't matter. It would just be really interesting to see who came out on top with those two. But like so much racing is, we'll never find out. You know, Hamilton is obviously an incredible driver as well. And but I, I yeah, I think those two. Wow, that would be so amazing to 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 watch them go at each other in the same car and just see see who came out on top. I think that would be fascinating. Sure, that'd be quite the soap opera. So here's another Formula One question for you uh, on our IndyCar show. Yep. Uh, is is Sebastian Vettel the biggest, biggest crybaby in racing right now? I don't know. I, I saw the guy on uh, Top Gear, and he was, uh, you know, where he was, you know, just being human. And he actually came across as being kind of like an interesting dude. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I see your point. There is a bunch of that. I It's I, I think, you know, he's we're not even going to know next year how, you know, where his skills are at because his teammate's going to be Lance Stroll, who I would say, you know, is not certainly not in the top tier of of, of the of F1 drivers right now. So I, that's not even going to give you a good read on where he's at. I mean, clearly, Leclerc's outperformed him this year by by a long shot. And, and I think some people are giving him an excuse like, ah, he's, you know, lost interest in Ferrari, blah, 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 blah. But I don't know, man. I've I've watched the last few years that guy driving. Nothing impressive there, and a lot of mistakes. So what what team is he going to next year? Racing Point, oh, okay. which is owned by Lance Stroll's father. Are those which, the pink cars? Uh, which yes, uh, which is going to be rebranded next year as well. All right, Curb, we have uh, exceedingly run over time here. Um, really. The Hatchet Man of Editing will be coming out um, in a big way. All right, Curb. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. And have a pleasant evening. Goodbye. Goodbye.